SBS Radio. An inquest into the death of a Northern Territory woman this week has heard how police told her to stop calling them in the days before she was killed. The federal government has announced the rules for phone voting will be changed, so COVID-19 positive people can cast their ballot in the election tomorrow. And US President is backing Sweden and Finland's attempt to join NATO. An inquest into the death of a Northern Territory woman this week has heard how police told her to stop calling them in the days before she was killed. The mother of three had been repeatedly attacked by her partner, who was on parole for another violent offences. Michael Park reports for NITV News. In June 2019, Roberta was captured on police body-worn camera asking for help after being assaulted by her partner, Lorenzo Deegan. Come on, you guys should know where to track him. I've never heard of him before, to be honest. Police never found Deegan, even though he was wearing an electronic ankle bracelet and was serving a suspended sentence for a separate violent assault. Roberta was living with family in Catherine to escape Deegan, She'd been previously assaulted by him and called police a number of times that night for help. It was this response from police to a family member that's under scrutiny. If you don't want us to come back, stop calling us. I'm not calling. Yeah, she is. If you're getting angry at us coming, stop calling. Easy as that. I'm going to go now, okay? Stop calling. At the inquest hearing in Darwin, counsel assisting the coroner Kelvin Curry asked why it was that when Roberta eventually sought assistance from police, none was provided, and why the information from the bracelet was unable to be used to find Lorenzo. Days later, Roberta would die after being assaulted by Deegan. In 2020, he pleaded guilty to her manslaughter. Police admitted during the inquest that their actions were a dereliction of duty and the two police officers involved have been disciplined. The coroner will hand down her findings at a future date. The federal government has announced the rules for phone voting will be changed, so COVID-19 positive people can cast their ballot in the election tomorrow. The coalition came under immense pressure to amend the regulations governing eligibility criteria for phone and postal voting after it emerged those who discovered they had coronavirus after 6pm on Tuesday could vote by phone, but those who tested positive before that had to vote by post. Independent Kuyong candidate Monique Ryan launched a crowdfunding campaign to finance a legal challenge to the regulations, while the Australian Electoral Commission sought urgent talks with the government over the disfranchisement concerns. Prime Minister Scott Morrison had earlier said it was a matter for the AAC to work within the legislation agreed to by the parliament. He has now told radio station 6PR in Perth, where he's wrapping up his election campaign, that the rules will be changed. A new research has found that Australia has the highest coal-fired power emissions per person of any developed country in the world. The report by climate and energy think tank EMBA ranks Australia as the top polluter in both the G20 and the OECD finding that each Australian emits four times more carbon dioxide from coal power 
than the average person globally. The report finds that four tons of carbon dioxide were emitted for every Australian in 2021, which was actually a decrease from 5.3 tons per year between 2015 and 2020. Ambassador Dave Jones says that in 2021, more than half of Australia's electricity came from coal, while a further 18% came from gas. It's because Australia's electricity system is so dependent on, on coal and fossil fuels in, in general. When you look at other countries, they've had legacy uh, clean electricity like hydro and, uh, and nuclear, whereas Australia started from a, a very fossil-intense base. So even though you've got this, uh, this solar boom that, uh, that's cutting fossil generation across Australia, you still have a really high amount of coal generation in the electricity mix. Yorta Yorta soprano Deborah Cheatham has been honoured at the Australian Women in Music Awards in Medellin, Brisbane. The singer, composer and creator of the country's first indigenous opera received the Lifetime Achievement Award for her significant contribution to Australian music over the past 25 years. Deborah wasn't able to attend the ceremony in person, with Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk accepting the award on her behalf. Instead, the singer was on country, in regional Victoria, where she's working with a group of up-and-coming Indigenous performers. The award last night, yes, it's a Lifetime Achievement Award, but I, I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm not finished with the kind of contribution I want to make to the lives of our next generation of performers. That was Deborah Chitam talking to NITV News. Overseas now. United States President Joe Biden is backing Sweden and Finland's attempt to join NATO, while Russia's President Vladimir Putin is opposed to the alliance expanding and Turkey's president also objects to, uh, to their aspirations. President Biden says the alliance is more important than ever. He says the two countries have the full support of his administration. Sweden and Finland have strong democratic institutions, strong militaries, and strong and transparent economies, and a strong moral sense of what is right. They meet every NATO requirement, and then some. And having two new NATO members in the high north will enhance the security of our alliance and deepen our security cooperation across the board. World leaders say that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is jeopardizing global food supplies. The United Nations say the conflict has closed Ukraine's Black Sea ports, halting Ukrainian agricultural food exports to many developing countries and making the region unsafe for navigation. David Beasley, head of the UN World Food Programme, says that numerous factors, including climate change, COVID-19 and inequality, have threatened 276 million people across the globe with starvation. He says the war in Ukraine will push that number to at least 323 million. And let's have a look at sports. All eyes are on the AFL's Sir Doug Nicholas Indigenous Round this weekend. For the Fremantle Dockers, a smoking ceremony for the players was held ahead of the official launch of their Indigenous jersey. It's been designed by Peter Farmer Jr. and Dockers forward Michael Sonny Waters. 
Before their game against Collingwood on Sunday, the two clubs will come together to honour the stolen generations in a first for the AFL. Liam Hand, Fremantle Dockers player, spoke to NITV News. We come together as one. Um, obviously, we share this land as one now, so I think it's important to close the gap between non-Indigenous and Indigenous people. And let's have a look at the weather today. Broome is sunny, tops of 35. Perth, shower or two and 21 degrees. Adelaide, mostly sunny and 18. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 16 degrees. Hobart, cloudy and 14. Albury, Wodonga, sunny with the tops of 17. Canberra, partly cloudy and 15. Sydney, showers and 20 degrees. Brisbane, showers increasing and 22. Townsville, possible shower with the tops of 29. Cairns, shower or two and 29. Darwin, sunny with 35 degrees. Alice Springs today is mostly sunny with the tops of 23. And Torres Strait Islands today are also mostly sunny, tops of 28 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 